Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara Kearney and I am the host of the show. Welcome guys, I am going to be interviewing Patrick Jackson for this episode. Whether you are a student, a teacher, a parent or none of those things like myself, I still recommend giving this podcast a listen because even if you are just into the environment but you're not part of a school in any way, there is still loads of really interesting insights here and perspectives and stories as to why litter picking is really important in the grand in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things. So hopefully you will enjoy this and I hope you're all having a lovely end of May. We're getting ready to come into the summer season. No more May is nearly over. Maybe some of you will keep your lawns nice and long. Your long lawns. Maybe that's a new hashtag we can start with next year. Anyway, I'll put that in the thinking box. Sorry, hello and welcome to any new listeners, by the way. <laughs> My name's Cara and I am an actor. I work in the arts industry, but I I'm really passionate about the environment and this is my passion project that I've thoroughly enjoyed doing since 2019. I release a podcast every second Monday so it is lovely to have you here and thank you all my regular listeners for coming back. It's great to be talking to your eardrums. So this um, yeah, this weekend just gone I was at Richmond Barracks which had a fair on with loads of upcycled, recycled um, businesses, upcycled, recycled business, businesses that sell those kind of materials. It was just so lovely to see so many people all with the same ethos. I got to meet some people that I've never met in person like Lynn from the Upcycle Movement who's been on this podcast before as well and Ina who listens to the podcast who is an amazing artist and there's just some great people out there like the amount of people doing amazing things for the planet guys is just unreal so I, I can't like there's not enough time in this podcast to tell you all about who was there but you can check out Richmond Barracks for some of their vendors there's on their social media and if you check out my social media bookofleespodcast.com I will I'm going to make like a little video of what was there on the day so that you can keep up to date with the businesses and the people and the schemes that were there that even if you're anywhere else in Ireland or the world that you can get inspiration from or support them. But anyway, let's go back to Patrick Jackson. Litter picking can be an amazing place to start your journey. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Don't forget, if you are a fan of the podcast or you enjoy what you hear, please do give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now have an option where you can give five stars if you click on to Book of Leaves and you can see all the episodes there just under Book of Leaves uh, logo. There's a little option to give a few stars if you would give me five. That's amazing. If you want to give less than five, okay, well, just let me know why. If there's anything I can do in the show that would improve it for you. I would love hearing people's suggestions and feedback and as always if you have any ideas for guests I should have on let me know as well and if you're in a position where you can support the podcast um, and donate towards the running of it from my time to the fees then I do have a patreon account.com forward slash book of leaves and the same for buymeacoffee.com forward slash book of leaves if you're not able to contribute to something regular and consistent I totally understand as a struggling artist I get it so don't worry about that but um, it's just an option there for you if that is something that you can do but as always share it with a friend share it on social media and that also really really helps okay I'm going to let Patrick now take over the interview and I hope you guys enjoy this 
and I will catch you very quickly afterwards. Patrick, you are very welcome to the Book of Lee's podcast. And can you start by introducing yourself to me and the listeners who might not know who you are or what you do or what you're about? So my name is Patrick Jackson. I am the founder and creative director of the Picker Pals environmental program for primary schools. It's all about litter picking. I'm also an author of educational materials and some other things that I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but yeah, uh, Picker Pals <laughs> is my main. But Picker Pals is the main, is the main now, thing. Yeah. I love it. Um, and before yeah. we get into, I I know you have a story as to I guess why you started Picker Pals, um, which obviously, if people can't guess from the name, is all about picking up litter. In that, that's quite an environmentally friendly act to take. And have you always been one that was environmentally friendly or aware of, I guess, our local environment? I think uh, when I was a little boy, I was always turning stones over. I was uh, always playing outside. I loved being out in the garden or out on the beach or, or out and about. As I grew up, I got really into traveling. So I enjoyed going to places and, and seeing beautiful places. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the mountains in Pakistan, and which are absolutely spectacular. So yeah, I was always interested in, in the world around me, I think. I've had a very, probably a very bad, as a, uh, you know, as a Western person who travels a lot, and I traveled a lot by plane all my life and so on. I've, uh, I've probably had a horrendous environmental impact my own life. Um, but I got into uh, litter picking more recently, uh, about five or six years ago. Yeah, I get this is the thing. Like we just we learn. I guess in hindsight we realize, oh, that wasn't a good thing that I was doing, or you know. But I guess it's all about learning and then adapting and improving where and when you can as you go. But I guess then you recently started litter picking, and were you litter picking before picker pals, or how did it come about? Yeah, well, I was out walking on Hoth Pier, and I came across a seagull all caught up in fishing line, and it was horrible sight. Uh, I managed to get the bird free, but uh, yeah, it kind of made an impact, a real impact on me, the sight of it trying to fly up and down and being pulled down every time by all this really strong plastic uh, line around its neck. And the next day I went down there and and uh, as if by divine intervention, there was a litter picker upper on the ground in the same place. So I picked it up and I started litter picking every day in that place. And I just really got into it and I got um, into the whole kind of mindfulness aspect of picking up litter, I guess. I just got, you just feel good. You, it's something that's a, it's a regular part of my day. Yeah, you see the same people every day, like, hi, and they're like, hi. And, you know, it's just really, it's <laughs> lovely. And you know, you notice that the place is getting really clean thanks to you just making that small effort every day. Yeah, it's a very that's simple unreal. way to... I cannot to... believe that you literally there the next day and there was one in the spot like the universe is like here you go Patrick <laughs> waiting for you off you yeah, go this like is you it. put yeah. that there that's so, <laughs> so cool well I tell I the kids it. that uh, as, as the seagull went away it whispered to me it said Patrick do something about all the litter and uh, the kids all in the class they, they all look at you like this and then go, and then the next day I went back there and guess what and then this seagull had brought me a uh a litter picker-upper tool and they go 
really? And I say, like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. And they go, oh, wow. Um, but uh, yeah, that's actually. Well, what I mean, it could have been. No. This is the thing. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who yeah. knows? I mean, they're they, they're pretty uh, intelligent. These seagulls, yeah. And uh, it got me in a, into something that's pretty much changed my life completely. And uh, I wouldn't be uh, sitting here talking to you today if it wasn't for that seagull. So I had been. I mean, I still am actually a writer of educational materials. So then, once I was picking. Uh, I began thinking, is there any way I can get kids involved in this activity in a way that will be sort of, you know, systematic and replicable all over the place? And uh, I had my own kids in a school down the road. So I decided to try out this uh, combination of sort of motivation through storytelling and litter picking adventures uh, in your local area with your grown up. So the idea is that uh, Picker Pals is led by the children, and they're they're creating the change, and they're feeling powerful because they uh, they do this this thing, simple thing. Amazing! And how does it work? Do schools sign up for what I've seen is called like a Picker Pal pack, or do families get in touch and be like, "Oh, I you know want our kids to get involved with this"? How does it work? Well, the program itself works through it starts in the classroom and the classroom the the class gets this picker pod which is this beautiful big box which contains uh it contains books for all the kids so there's a each child gets the picker power adventure which is uh all about craig the crab and and pierre the lobster who go out litter picking um and they also get a fun book which uh which has activities you know like the dreaded word search. I think word searches are a complete waste of time, <laughs> but kids love them. And then, uh, yeah, we have it in Irish as well. Uh, and so there's all sorts of, of fun activities and drawing and, and mazes and spot the difference and all that. And it's all about litter. And then the main event in the, in the picker pod is the picker pack, which is this cool bag. And the bag contains, in you've got pocket one and pocket 2008, and pocket one contains <laughs> hand sanitizer and gloves and everything in an adult and a child version. So Velcro noise. And then you have the oh, brilliant the official the picker pals high vis vests. So they put those on and they they take it in turns to get to bring the picker pack home. Everybody, that's the, the interesting the part because initially when you see this I thought like oh it's a classroom activity where they all go out but no it's like you know if you imagine American TV schools and they have the hamster that they all take turns bringing home for the day they take the yeah. picker pack home and then go out with their with their family is the whole idea isn't it in their community that's so yeah. such a good idea well it's a very simple idea and it's like yeah it's like that thing where people take they take home teddies and then they give the teddies cornflakes or take the teddies to france or whatever they happen to do and it's kind of the useful version of that um and then they come back with the picker pack and they're the sort of the hero and then they fill in a report and draw a picture and tell their class what they did so it's this cycle the idea is of a cycle of action motivation action feedback positive feedback they're getting you know to be the cool kid who did it and everyone's giving them a round of applause 
and then they put their pictures up on the board and I mean, they get a membership card and they do an album and, you know, it's all about trying to reinforce their self-image as, uh, you know, as people who, who can do things uh, successfully. Amazing. Make the world better. Have yeah, fun. But that, yeah. That's, that, it's how our brains work. Like our brains are kind of looking for that immediate kind of, you, you want to see the outcome of something immediately and then you're satisfied with mm-hmm. it. And there's all these, you know, there's, I mean, I use a to-do list that's reward-based. Every time you do something, you get like extra points <laughs> or something like that, you know, because that, that's how our brains are wired to like enjoy those kind of things. And there's so many resources available. You have your YouTube channel, which is, uh, as I know you're saying, is a work in progress, but there's some great <laughs> videos, craft videos and everything on that. And um, what other kind of resources will people be able to find on the website? Um, there's some free resources on the website. Uh, the, the thing we're really uh, enjoying making at the moment is what we call Pick Up Pals TV. So in the first year of the program, we did Zoom calls to all the classrooms who were on the program. So that was uh, Angela, who works with me on Pick Up Pals, and I would literally, we'd get up in the morning and we'd be like, what are we going to do on Pick Up Pals TV today? And we'd have a Zoom with maybe 30 classrooms, which was incredibly exciting because you'd have a thousand children or, you know, 800 wow. kids live Zoom calling and we'd do quizzes and stuff. Um, and then this year we've got, because we've got 1,060 classrooms uh, doing Picker Pals this year. So that's like 30,000 children. So we didn't have the bottle wow. to do live. We didn't have the bottle to do like live Zooms to everyone. So we did, we've decided to <gasps> do studio, like shed, uh, recorded um, like with phones. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 everything is done for as little as possible and it's all done by people yeah yeah anyone it's like family friends anyone who comes near us has to be in picker pals tv is roped um, into the picker pal campaign no yeah absolutely brilliant. my daughter does the, the craft corner with her friend and uh yeah everyone's doing something that's amazing oh it's really really good and have you seen I guess the impact that it has because uh, there's a lot of apathetic people or or cynics out there that you know say that the crisis looms so large that hardly you know a class taking it in turns to send out um like a child to pick up some litter that's not going to have the impact that we need have what have you seen or why do you think doing this this way is important and worth doing? Okay, I was chatting with a friend the other day and and we were trying to visualize what the climate crisis or what the human species or what the earth is facing. And we we came up with a sort of metaphor for what's going on. And we thought it was like a ship. It's like a big ship. And we're all on this ship. And we're kind of partying on this ship. And meanwhile, the ship is going in one direction and in the not so distant future, there's icebergs and there are lots of different mm-hmm. types of icebergs and the ship is going this way and we're partying away on the ship and we're starting to hit little icebergs that are the warnings for the big iceberg that's coming. And really we have to turn the ship at least in a 90 degree direction or preferably go back in the other direction or stop the ship. Now, Pickapals is not going to stop this enormous ship by itself 
nor is any other small organization or initiative or anything. But the combination of masses and masses and masses of these kind of things uh, and general switch in awareness of the people on the ship. So if we can turn the the minds of enough people on the ship, then the ship will slow, stop, turn around. So yeah, pick up ours, um, I'm not going to clean up you know, individually more than my little area around Hoth. I can have quite a good impact on the place just around me. With all the 30,000 kids picking up litter around Ireland, it's a bit of an impact on litter in Ireland. It's still not going to kill litter yeah. in Ireland. And it's definitely not going to cure the climate crisis, but it is going to get 30,000 kids thinking a bit more about their local environment. And enough initiatives like that, enough action like that, combined with proper legislation and all sorts of endless other things. So everyone does their bit. That's that's what I'd yeah. say. Yeah, it is. It all it all um chips in. And if everyone had the same idea of, oh, I can't do anything, well then all that think of all that extra litter or all those extra seagulls that could have got injured and whatnot, you know, like everything, every small action um I think has a huge ripple effect and can make a huge difference. And on your litter picking adventures, I remember asking Flossie this and was was shocked by the answers, but have you found what I guess what is the most common thing that you find when you're litter picking and then what's been one of the most unusual things that you've found the most common thing on the streets is cigarette butts numerous well, mm. number wise uh, on the beaches you find uh, around house you find a lot of wet wipes that are coming out of the drains uh, you find a lot of cotton buds that are coming coming out cotton bud sticks coming out of the drains uh, you find a lot of plastic bottles bottle lids cans Fishing industry-related stuff like nets, net offcuts, those are the sort of, you know, super common things that you find. Uh, every so often you find something that's a bit weird and interesting. And I have here, as it happens, <laughs> Exhibit A. Um, I have the, the cloak of host, which... So for Ugh. people listening, this is a huge, really heavy cloak with loads of plastic no. um, toys and no. things. <laughs> Patrick has, has disappeared behind us no. that have been found. Did, were these all found? Everything that's sewed onto this cloak, did you find this while Ugh. picking? Yeah. So so every time oh I gosh. find something like a little broken toy, so there's probably about six or 700 pieces of debris on that wow and i bring it to schools and you put it on the teacher uh and you put it on kids and they can feel this weight of debris i guess and it's it sort of blows people's minds because it's this strange combination of colorful and sort of horrific because they cut they yeah. see lots of toys they recognize and they they, they just go nuts for it i guess yeah it is it is really kind of very striking to have these innocent lovely colorful toys represent a really huge problem of of waste yeah it's a good way into the conversation with them because you can ask them what are the things and then you can ask them things that they recognize and you can ask them what are these things made of and obviously 90 percent of the things are made of plastic and then you can ask them how do you think they ended up there for for little kids they're able to go through those you know that process of thinking okay well maybe somebody left it there and then you can talk about litter and what is litter and the definition of litter, which is, you know, waste in the wrong place. And you say, well, if this was, you know, if, if this was in your toy box, 
it wouldn't be in the wrong place. Would it be litter? No. If it's on a beach, is it litter? Well, if it's with a family that they're playing with it, no. But if it's been left on the beach by itself, it's litter. So you can get into all kinds of conversations with them. Um, and then I suppose, you know, we, we just have to change the way we consume. But you you know that and the things that we choose to buy. Yeah. That we've of course, but I think this this awareness in children, I mean, children a lot of the time, they already have the empathy and the compassion that we need in the world. And it's kind of um, numbed out of us as we grow older or, you know, by our parents telling us that this is the way it is and this thing is OK. But I imagine they're really enthusiastic um, about this and e- like eager to learn. I, there's a great podcast that RTE actually run called Ecolution, which is environmentalism. It's a podcast made for children by children about the environment. I love listening to it because they interview kids a lot of the time and and things are explained in a way that children can understand, which my brain appreciates as well. But um, mm. just the the energy there and there's just such compassion and um, there's no shame in. I guess, learning that we have done something wrong and we need to fix it as opposed to when we're adults, there's like a, it can be quite triggering and we get um, defensive because we don't want to be wrong. You know, we want to just be right. or So we'll just not acknowledge the thing we've done wrong and just pretend it's all okay. So I absolutely love that. I, I can imagine the energy in the classrooms as being quite a hopeful one as well. You know, teaching them this when they're so young, I think is really important. Well, I think we we are formed by various things that made an impact, obviously positive and negative. And something that makes an impact at that age, something that they'll remember. And I think that's why a school visit is such a great thing, because, you know, you probably remember school visits mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily oh, remember yeah. the rest of the month or even the year, but you'd remember the school visits. Yeah. So I, I do. I like going to schools. I like showing kids this thing because their reaction is just, you know, the energy in that is fabulous. And the conversations. I mean, I was in a school in Kildare a few days ago and, and talking to the kids about the stuff they picked up on their litter picking adventure and then asking them questions like, have you ever seen somebody littering? And most of them have, which is, you know, really sad. Uh, and then what mm. have you seen people littering? And then, you know, there was a little girl who said, I saw somebody throw my grandmother's cigarette butts out the window of the car. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, you know, so, so that, you know, people are, this kind of behavior and how we create behavioral change is, is very interesting. And the thing okay. about pickapals, which if you do tidy towns or if you're doing beach cleanups with groups, you're probably kind of committed and converted already. Whereas Pickapals, the pack is going into homes that have people who litter in them. So there will be parents who litter, taking their children out on litter picking adventures. And that creates a, a real energy around the whole issue, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. I idea. think that's so important. It's so brilliant. I had a teacher on, um, uh, Patrick Kirwan was on this podcast a couple of episodes ago, and he was oh, talking yeah. about this program where he he set up basically um, a grow kind of like students learning to grow vegetables. And these are secondary school students, and how it completely changed their aspect, their um, mindset from mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to go outside, I don't want to do this class to at the end when the program was over just that hunger for it and going home and like bringing that to their family and just the impact that 
students go home to their families and their and that family like has roots in the community like it's so to to Mm -hmm. impact schools with these kind of actions like those students they're like every child in Ireland is in a school so you could reach so many families in Ireland by going to the schools and telling the like children are smart (laughs) you'd let them know what the problem is and they'll take it home and tell their parents you know so I think it's so so good so I guess if there's any parents um listening to this who are thinking this is a good idea is it a case of them letting the teacher or the principal know in their school about this and the school contacts picker pals to get involved or is there a limited amount of picker packs well the program is funded by government and by local authorities as well as some corporate funding we get from people like aib and uh, eShop World, BMW, and some other companies. So that program is the program is run by Voice Ireland. Uh, Voice Ireland have lots of different environmental projects. So I, I'd recommend mm, anybody yeah, go brilliant. and have a look at Voice Ireland uh, and see the other programs they're doing as well. They're, they're a really cool organisation. So anyway, so we allocate uh, each county gets a certain number of packs. So we have on our website, we have a place where the school can sign up interest in participating. And then we get lots of schools signing up, obviously. And then we choose and it's free to the schools. So if you're a parent, sorry to waffle. If you're a parent, go to your schools, your kids teacher and say, we heard about Picker Pals. We'd love to be on the program. You can sign up on the website and then you might get on it. Yeah. Amazing. And sure, look, if you don't get on it, there's nothing to stop you going out and picking up litter anyway, as a, like starting your own <laughs> little class campaign waiting for next year. Not not to out-compete Picker Pals, but sure, look, we all have the same, <laughs> the Absolutely, same objective yeah, yeah. then. I mean, there's loads of good litter picking. Organ- I mean, the Tidy Towns is a great organisation. Uh, Clean Coast is a great organisation. Mm. The Green Schools is in most schools anyway, and a lot of schools have litter picking going on. So, Pick Up yeah. is kind of just one of one of many initiatives around that. Um, that one of many kind of in a branch. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Flossie and the Beach Cleaners is is great, and then of oh, course Flossie, there's someone course, like we yeah, were chatting yeah. before recording how like I'm um living in Crumlin pretty much, and there's a great cleanup group here. The canals have cleanup groups. Nearly any town that you're in will probably have a litter picking community, and not only are you actually seeing the immediate effect like you're actually stopping physically with your hands litter going into the sea or or ending up where it's not supposed to be but you also get to meet some some people and it's so like our you know those senses of community but we're kind of losing technology is amazing but you know I don't talk to me neighbors um you know like I did growing up in an estate and all so it is a really lovely way to get to to meet people and like you mentioned at the start that we only glaze over the mindfulness of it as well to be outside and just doing this little thing and seeing the same people all the time I think it's it's really lovely it's it's yeah. a magical thing. I would recommend anyone who's not sure what to do about anything. You know, I mean, I'd say if you're if you're feeling a bit down in the dump, just get out there, do some litter picking because you haven't got much else to do in your head when you're litter picking except for sort of, you know, get into the zone. And uh, I certainly, I've certainly found it's had a lot of. Well, I mean, I'm probably still a, a mess, but 
I find that I've, I feel great when I come back from Liverpool. Who isn't? Um, yeah, who isn't? But in terms of creativity, I mean, for me, the whole, you know, the cloak and all the project and the puppets, ah, puppets, um, all the things that have come out of doing this has been a great adventure. And I think anyone can do that. You know, anyone can get, get out and, and you do... You meet people. It's like having a baby or a dog when you go litter picking because people stop and talk to you. They always say, oh, you're great, aren't you? And you go, oh, yeah, thank you, Fran. Um, no, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's also it's a very simple way of getting... Of signing autographs. Great, yeah. A um, but it's a very simple way of connecting with your community. You can see this, um, the response that uh, a lot of the Ukrainian people who have come to Ireland have done we have joined litter picking groups and stuff and it's been this massive sort of oh my goodness this is amazing and they've they've connected very well with the local community through that and also everyone's like wow that's so cool so it's an easy way to connect with your environment it's an easy way to connect with your community and i think that's the same for kids and yeah it's not going to mm. you're not going to save the entire planet by picking up some litter but it does trigger a greater awareness of environmental things certainly it has in me anyway and and i was you know five or six years ago i wasn't you know i, I wasn't that bothered about any of this yeah uh so yeah. yeah it's it's a good fun thing to do can't recommend yeah, it's it enough. a great great place to start a really great place to start patrick to finish off the interview um, I like to ask people some completely random questions so it won't be related to anything we've been talking about but you never know something could come up and it's a case of you picking a letter of the alphabet I'll give you a random question and oh my god we've got what's the crab's name again? I'm Craig the crab <laughs> Craig maybe Craig the crab is going to get in on some of these questions he wants it as to well. be a C would you he, like he, he wants a C let us see come on <laughs> C, okay. C for Craig the Crab. What is your favorite secondhand find? Ooh. Yeah, so okay, I mean, this um, could technically be something you found while litter picking or in a charity shop or vintage store or something like oh, that. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go for something I found while I was litter picking, although it's my favorite because it's just peculiar. Um, I found three metal tea spout, teapot spout, teapot tea kettle spouts i found okay. three metal tea kettle spouts three metal tea kettle spouts on a beach wow what a there's a big one that's so unusual a medium-sized one and a little one and i found them all on the same beach and i also on that beach i found three heads of ken you know ken like the barbie doll. and ken like barbie and ken so i found three ken heads on the same beach <laughs> no bodies <laughs> No, no, don't don't laugh. It's terrifying. No bodies, no no Barbies, just the Ken heads. And so I've got those three Ken heads is what part of my treasure trove. And I also found, um, sorry, you said one. I also found uh, some no, tickets no. wrapped up in a bottle, in a plastic bottle, and they'd come all the way from Greenland. No in a way. Plastic bottle. So way, and they'd come all the way from Greenland. What were the tickets and for? That shows you. Fe uh, they were ferry tickets so they were ferry tickets they were they were it was a triangular route uh, between three cities in well cis towns wow. in greenland western greenland and so somebody had obviously done this trip 
put them in the bottle, yeah. turn them overboard. And I found them 19 years later. Whoa. Those are some pretty marvellous secondhand finds. I would love to know what kind of seances were happening on that beach with the, t- <laughs> the candles and the I tea know. kettles. It's horrific. It is very unusual. I mean, but it started, this whole thing started with the magical litter picker appearing. And, you know, maybe the candles are all part of the same, the same seagull you know, doing its magic on you. Who knows? <laughs> Would you like to pick one more letter to send us off then? Oh, okay. Uh, T. T to T. Oh, can you give us a book recommendation? So I know Picker Pals have amazing books. Um, So hopefully, you know, people will check those out if possible. But have you got another book recommendation for us? For grown-ups. For grown-ups. I listened to a book called client earth i guess it's it's about how a legal a law firm uh, has made a huge impact by challenging various climate culprits and and so on and it's really it's it's a great read great. really inspiring uh so client earth i would recommend deadly because that's it's good to know because there's a lot there's going to be more and more cases like that where where communities are taking governments to to court, and that we even had a successful case here mm-hmm. about um, uh, what's called ecocide and and whatnot. So that's where that's really interesting, Patrick. This chat has been an absolute delight. I'm so inspired to get out there with my picker upper. It didn't magically appear to me, but nonetheless, I have a great love of it, love for it. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. is brilliant, and hopefully, I'm sure I might catch you out there one of the days. In your magnificent cloak. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Now, if you would like to know more about Picker Pals and what Patrick and his team are up to, make sure you check out PickerPalsWorld.org is the website. They're also on YouTube, YouTube as Picker Pals World, and you'll find them on Instagram as well. I will link all of the all the things that we discussed, all the different programs, all the other beach clean organisations, they're all linked in the show notes. So if you click on the about kind of section of this podcast episode on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, everything should be linked there. And I hope you guys will have some inspiration to go out and start uh, the magic of litter picking in your own little area. So the Elements of Change Festival is going to be coming up in June on the 25th and 26th and in uh, Clock Jordan Eco Village and I cannot recommend this enough if the environment and community or regeneration is up your street then you will love, love, love this festival. I've shared it on my Instagram but you'll also find it on cultivate cultivate.ie I think is their website. You'll find all the information there and I will be doing an artivism workshop there possibly performing as Cara because that is what I work as but also I forgot to say at the start, I had the Future Limerick panel talk as well with Mankind and Saoirse, which was amazing. And I just want to thank Eva and Hildegard, who basically brought me into that, to host that panel talk for the opportunity. It was just so lovely. And now I know I can do it. I had nothing to be nervous about. I can, I can, I can, I can do 
live talks. It doesn't all have to be recorded and edited afterwards. I I can I can do it. So if you need someone to MC or facilitate, I would love to help you with any events that you are organising. So please do get in touch if I could be of service to you. And don't forget to keep up to date on what I'm doing in between episodes on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And as always, if you have suggestions, let me know. Okay, I will be back in two weeks time with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I wish you the best Monday or whatever day of the week you're having right now. All right, I'll talk to you soon, guys. Bye.